651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. This is where the money is to be made. This is the best value you're going to find all year. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Do you believe the earth is round or flat? The earth is flat. Oh, oh here we go. go. Earth is flat. Earth is flat. Yeah. I think you need to do research on it. Best tackle I've seen since Joe Montana. Northwestern is, even compared to Nebraska, the roster is not anywhere close. So I never expected Trump charging into a goblin's nest to not get some goblin vomit and slopping blood on him. I just don't want to catch him in bed with a goblin. We're closer than you guys think, and we're probably a little bit closer than the fan base, you know, national perception, all that thing. That's good enough to get the win over Northwestern in big fashion. 42-13 Nebraska. What are you, a moron? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Very well done. Hey, I know you spent a lot of time putting that open together and cutting up all those clips, and it was very well done. But I got news for you, Tyler. I went 5-0 and over the weekend, okay? I didn't, I didn't talk about the picks that I really played, oh, all right? Tyler McComas and Fat Jack on the show today for the next three hours. <laughs> they call me... Teddy Fat Jack Eddie, okay? It really is. Uh, yeah. I was going to make that joke, too, so nice job. We were both on the same page today, which has got to mean something. <laughs> if you miss a pick, just lie to everyone and say, no, actually, I was 5-0 and on the weekend. Well, yeah, I didn't play that one. I, I was 5-0 and on the weekend. Made a ton of money. Boy, I was raking it in. Won a bunch of pick em contests. It was great. It was a great weekend. Oh, yeah, the Nebraska pick. Sorry about that. I was just... I was rushed and got that one out real fast, so, uh, yeah, no big deal. Boy, uh, yeah, Nebraska. Um, what did they say, Tyler? The best way to predict the future is to take a, a look at the past. Yep. And, yeah, well, there you go. One score game. And, what do you mean it's over? You, We held a funeral for Nebraska exactly one year ago today. Actually, I thought that was two years ago. Maybe it was even three years it? ago. It was definitely longer than a year ago when they got just absolutely – they were losing Ohio State like 42 to nothing with 10 minutes left in the first quarter. Oh, is Lincoln. that when it was? Yeah. I thought it was when they lost to Illinois in the opener. Uh, well, I think we've had a couple funerals. This is the, <laughs> this is the official funerals. funeral until they lose to Georgia Southern in a couple weeks. Um the the numbers out of this game, man, are are crazy. You know, Frost is now fifteen and thirty in Lincoln. Pelini got fired, and he was sixty seven and twenty seven at Nebraska. So that means if Frost were to win the next fifty games in a row, which would set the consecutive win uh, record in college football, he still would have a worse record than Bo Pelini, who got fired for that sixty seven and twenty seven record. That's how bad. This is wow. how bad. That's how bad it's gotten for these guys. Yikes. 
Well, forget Bo Pelini. Frank Solich got fired after he went to a national championship. Yeah. Right? Or pretty close afterwards, anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was that was something. That that was a a totally winnable game for Nebraska. But it, it, it's interesting to watch that team. They don't look disciplined. They don't look – they just didn't look ready to play, right? You know, you're going into such a huge game, and there's so much on the line. After the season you had last year, listening to everyone, what they're saying about your coach and about what the future holds for Nebraska, you go all the way overseas to play a team that you pounded a year ago, and they choked. They, they straight up choked. I, yeah. It was actually it was actually. It's kind of sad to watch it, for it, it was sad. Uh, the way it unfolded. You, you are allowed from uh, the first game to the fourth game. I guess it would be the, the well, yeah, it would be the fourth game for Nebraska when they play OU. You're allowed to get better during that time, but you could tell a lot. They're just not they're not fundamentally a good football team. Casey Thompson, I I do think even though he had a couple picks, a couple costly picks, he brings something <laughs> to that position that they maybe haven't had in a while. They can't run the ball. They can't block. They don't get a whole lot of great pressure. They're just not They're not a good team, man. They don't have a whole lot of star power. Well, I, I, I thought Casey Thompson was actually really good. Uh, I know he, he was 25 of 42, but, you know, 355 yards. The two interceptions, like definitely the interception that end it, ended it, that, that ball needs to be caught. I, well, they I mean, had come seven on, that's drops. That's not a hard catch. And they can't even catch a yeah. football with their wide receiver. Seven drops? Are you kidding me? God. Can't catch the ball. They were dropping check downs. Um, you know, the other interception, the wide, I think it may have been the same guy. I think it was the same tight end. Uh, totally gave up on the route. Ball ends up getting intercepted. Uh, I, I thought Thompson actually played really well. What I was really shocked by was Nebraska's defense. They were not good. No. They were getting pushed around on the line of scrimmage. Their their some of their run fits and stuff, their backers on the second level. Gave over two hundred yards rushing at all. Almost five yards yeah. a carry, man. Just again, they're just not fundamentally a good football team. And not only that, but they've got a bad head coach. I'm sorry. It, and it's 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 the fifteen and thirty record, but you you just don't yeah. you don't make that onside kick call up eleven points when you've got all the momentum in the world. It's you know like Parker that and I was, were saying, that it is a move yeah. to where you are the less talented team. That is a move to where, that's a move that you make against OU. That's not a move that you make against Northwestern, who you beat by forty nine points last year. That's right. I I understand his thinking, but I disagree with the decision. Uh, it sounds like, obviously, now he does too. Uh, whenever you are, you've given up leads, you've lost close games. You know, you've got there's there's a mindset that is sunk in on this football team for some reason that they tighten up and you know whenever it gets tight down the end, it's like the oh my god, here it happens, it's going to happen again, and you know it it does happen again. I can. I can understand that he was trying to get aggressive and have the players get behind that to say, like, it's not happening again. We're going to go out and we're going to win this thing. I mean, I, I understand that, like, what he was trying to do with that, but you just 
flat out didn't need to do it. All yeah. you need to do is block and tackle. Yeah, the the onside kick call is the most the football. is not even the most fireable offense from Scott Frost. The most fireable offense, in my opinion, is what he said after the game. I think our offensive staff has to learn you've got to be a little bit more creative in this league. Even if that is true, man, that is an incredibly ridiculous thing to say when that creative offense, or lack thereof, whatever, had you two 11-point leads in that game, and you are the single reason why Northwestern was able to get back in the game with that call for the onside kick. To say that and to throw your offensive staff under the bus after game one like that, that's ridiculous, man. And, and the writing's on the wall. I'm not even so sure that he's going to be there by the time they play Iowa this season. It's a joke. Yeah, that statement sounds to me like a guy that is pissed off he had to fire his old offensive staff and hire a new one. Yeah. You know? Like, we lost again, and I, I just want to – I'm going to point out, like, you guys wanted me to get rid of my offensive staff, and this is what we got. I need to get a shot in here while I can. And I, I'd like to know how it was received up there, <laughs> you know, because uh, that was a pretty wild statement. I, I oh, did not I, expect I that I listened to him, uh, some Nebraska postgame shows after the game on Saturday – and I listened to like the same nerd alert. It, it is a nerd alert, trust me. <laughs> but I listened to the same. Here's a here's an even worse nerd alert. I listened to the pregame show before, uh, just to oh, kind of see what they nice. were saying. And they had a former player on there. I don't even remember. And he was the you know happy go lucky former player. Like I think that this is the year before the game. Like we got all this back. You know, here's my seven keys to victory. All happy and upbeat and excited. After the game, he fired Scott Frost. So that's how they're. He did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the sentiment up there was like, it's over. We don't need to see anything more. Here we go again with all this hope. We've sucked ourselves into the, the thought that it was going to be anything different, and it's not. Like, it's it's got to change. He's He's got to go. So there was a small section of the fan base that was willing to give this one more try. And after one game, all of those fans are, yep, I'm done. Let's Let's move on. Who's next? Can you imagine what, like, you flew all the way to Ireland to watch a team you destroyed last year, right, to watch the game. You lose the game. The stadium loses internet, and it takes forever for them to to start selling beer again or giving beer away. You miss a huge chunk of the game because you're standing in these lines. What a horrible experience, right? And you end up losing the thing. Yeah. um, Well, you did get free beer and free food while you were there, but I don't think that that really makes up for having to fly back 18 hours the next day. We were discussing on Saturday what you would do if you were a Nebraska fan. You spent all that time getting over there and all that money. I think the only thing to do is to do uh, just – Drink yourself until you, you know, like just make yourself numb, I guess. I, I don't know what there is to do after spending all that money and that time to get there and losing like that. As Come many, home on a cargo ship as many, or something. As many Guinness as possible, I guess. Yeah, I, that's got to be really, really frustrating for them. And you know what? I, I wonder if Scott Frost is actually trying to sabotage himself 
to force them to fire him before that October 1 deadline. He's doing a hell of a job, regardless of what his motive is here. I mean, it really is pretty impressive. Um, Text line says, Ted Wardo's uh, Nebraska lock cost me 165 doll hairs. Thanks, buddy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, hang on a second. My Nebraska lock cost how much? 165 doll hairs for someone. Well, lock of the century. You deserve to lose it. I'm sorry. (laughs) If if you're going to take someone else's advice on what to do on a football game, you deserve to lose it. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. Text line. Um, I'm sure most of you already know this. If you lost on that bet and you were looking for sympathy from Teddy on this show, (laughs) this is the wrong spot. There will be no sympathy here. I, I did enjoy. Oh, God, did I enjoy all of the tweets both you and I had about the intro today and about you losing the lock of the century right after the game on Saturday. Thank you to everyone that interacted with both of us. That, that made my Saturday night. I appreciate that. Yeah. To the, to the previous texter, you want to know how much I lost on my lock of the century, lock of the year, the uh, lock it up, forget about it, mortgage the house, bet everything you have on this game. I lost zero on it. Why? Because I can't pick football games. If I could pick football games, you think I'd be sitting here doing the radio in the afternoon? No. Wow. Okay. I'd be hanging out all week and then waiting to cash in on the weekend just like anyone else that if they could pick games would do. Yeah, he, right? he wouldn't do this stressful three-hour radio show four days a week. He'd be off uh, living the Fat oh, Jack lifestyle, living in uh, – <laughs> no, I um, – there, there, there was some, there's some people on the text line that said they lost money, and you're no longer allowed any locks for this season. I don't think oh, that that's. Well, a, I think you're going to be right back in the saddle this weekend, though. Yeah, because I've got a couple. Of, I got a couple of plays for you guys. Tune in later in the week. Uh, you can actually call in. Um, for my first five picks are free. That Nebraska pick did count. All right, so only four more free picks for you guys. Uh, Patrick says, Urban Meyer to Nebraska. This one says, who would want to actually take the Nebraska job and could actually turn it around? Uh, Please stop spending time on Nebraska. They aren't very good overall. Hmm. No, they're not very good overall. They're not very good, um, not even overall, in any capacity. And, yeah, we don't have to spend much time. The reason we've spent time on it is because it's really the the only real real game of any consequence to uh, to start well, and, off and the o, year. And, and we go them. to Lincoln. Yeah, and so I, that's right. what I'm curious. Text line does I guess what you thought before the OU Nebraska game has it changed at all? Now that you've seen the Huskers blow yet another lead in a football game and lose yet another one score game to a bad opponent, does your thought on it change at all, or do you still think? No, it's going to come down in the final four minutes, most likely. I actually hate this outcome for what it means for OU, personally. You know, in, in, in a perfect world, nothing would matter. You'd show up and you'd play your absolute best every single week, week in, week out. But we know that that just does not happen, right? And um, Nebraska losing to Northwestern. 
is is going to have the entire world thinking that they're they're hot garbage, and maybe they are, but you know how it goes, Tyler. The the Nebraska that played Northwestern will not be playing Oklahoma nope. in three weeks. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. Won't be playing in Dublin. They'll be playing in Lincoln. My sources can confirm that. That will be a factor. There will be many factors in that game. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure? They may not have them there anymore. They may have to go play in Omaha. You know, everyone thought they got free beer and food for the game. Nebraska might just be uh, footed the uh, tab uh, this morning, you know? Yeah, that stadium no out there. But like, actually, uh, we calculated it up. Here's the tab that you owe us. Thanks. We've added the 20% gratuity at the end. Right. Okay. We, we've got some University of Oklahoma news, Tyler. We've had the Team 128 depth chart released today, or maybe it was released yesterday. I don't know. I saw it for the first time today. Uh, any, any big takeaways? What's your first thought? Yeah, let's get to that next, and we'll get to a, a few texts as well. But the depth chart is released, and there are a few things that were surprising. We'll, uh, we'll hit that next, though. Yeah, come on. And hit the text line and – be a little more creative than just blaming me for losing money on the game. Okay, guys, My let's go. My favorite content. Get Keep creative. It coming, please. Get creative, which, by the way, at a great spot today. FSBO Homes up in Edmond. Check them out online, fsbohomes.com. Uh, this is for people that want to list their house themselves. They're going to walk you through the entire process. They do a really good job. They're going to market directly to the Internet. That's how homes are sold these days, online. Uh, they're going to get the appraisal done early so you know exactly where to price your house. Uh, they've got attorneys on the back end to help walk you through all of the transaction specifics, and they do it for a very, very low fee. And it will save you in the long run tons of money, obviously depending on, on what the price of your house is, over going through an agent. And like I said, they all end up online anyways. That's how everyone finds their homes, fsbohomes.com. Uh, stay tuned. we got more from The Rush coming up, and I'll tell you about a couple of other special things they've got going on here. It is the rush on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Not a whole lot of oars today on the uh, depth chart. So Brent Fittables continues to do things, man, that the fan base loves and loves and loves. I, I We only got one oar across the offensive line. We only got one oar with the wide receivers. There were a few surprises in here, but... It, the starting lineup is kind of set for the most part looking at this thing, other than what, nose tackle and free safety, and that's about it. Those are the only two oars with starters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's just a, a handful of them on there, and I, I think there's there's good reason for the ones that are. I, I think they are uh, – there's some legitimate – like legitimate reasoning for for why they're on there um like for instance redmond has 
been pretty limited throughout camp. And, you know, I don't know how much they can they can rely on him to be active, ready to go in, in every single game. So as of right now, you got to kind of view that as a, as an or type of situation. And, you know, with, with Johnson and Isaiah Coe, I, defensive line, is you're going to get so much rotation there anyways that I don't necessarily think it's sure it's that big of a deal at all. And then, you know, the free safety situation is, you know, I we've talked about that with Key Lawrence, and I think there's going to be some some different opportunities, and they could do some different things on the back end, where you may have some different guys in some different spots. It's crazy how many true freshmen uh, are here. Of course, like on the defensive side, you got R. Mason Thomas who. They may play him yeah. at one of the or either of the DN spots. Like they had a, you basically get Jonah Lulu from what Hawaii, right? As a hopefully a plug and play guy as a redshirt senior. But R. Mason Thomas has played so well. There's an or next to a guy that's playing like his sixth year of college football, and the same thing with Marcus right. Stripling as well. Like there's some things that you can tell by this by this depth chart, and it, one of those is that R. Mason Thomas has put himself in a situation where, okay, well, he may not start game one, but he's demanded our attention that he gets snaps this year and even early on. Right. Uh, No doubt about that. And, you know, there's some other interesting things about that too. Like, they have multiple fronts, okay? There's there's different fronts that they're going to run. And what they what this depth chart is is it's a traditional four three depth chart, right? You've got two defensive ends, a nose tackle, defensive tackle, three backers, two corners, two safeties. Well, that's not what they're going to be in every snap. That's probably not even what they're going to be in the majority of snaps on a given given game. This is just like your very Basic, bare bones depth chart. Like they could be, like their three man front is going to look totally different. Like you'll have like a different type of edge rusher on there. Perhaps you can have uh, different packages. So like Stripling is is listed as the two deep, but that's in this like four three package. You know, does sure. that make sense? No, I I think uh, like a good example of that is probably the cheetah position, right? Like depending exactly. on what formation yep. they're in, Deshaun White will be in as the cheetah. But if it's like Deshaun White was listed as a starter over Justin Harrington, which a lot of people said, "Whoa, okay, I didn't see that coming." That's kind of like what you're saying. It's a little bit situational there, right? And for example. If you are in a, if you're in a three-man front, and you've got Harrington playing the cheetah, right? You could have, um, you could have Key Lawrence playing free safety. You could have Billy Bowman playing strong safety, and the or is Justin Boyles playing the third safety. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, it just so, goes to they're going to play a, a lot of guys defensively. Yeah, so there's there's going to be some different looks that they have and you know, I don't know necessarily what they're going to what they're going to get into and what they're not throughout the season, you know, some of the stuff that you that you put out there that you you kind of go through your entire playbook 
but then you tailor fit your defense as the season rolls on and like what are you good at what where are you having success where are you not having success what can the guys handle what can they not handle and then you start peeling back some of those packages and and who knows what what you're left with so i don't know what all venables is going to show this season but uh in this this straight up bare bones four three look here i like what i see and you know I've, i i heard you guys talking earlier on locked out about like some of the freshmen and people were texting about the freshmen you the mindset on freshmen is still backwards if these guys are not in the starting position that is a good thing you you don't want true freshmen starting right now guys are going to start making plays and they're going to earn some trust throughout the season that they they can not make them critical mistakes in in games whenever it matters but if they were to roll out a depth chart today that had canick starting at mike and you know a true freshman at safety or at corner and a true freshman at left tackle like that's not something to feel good about it'd be exciting though come on it's what's best for the show that would be what's right. best for the show no, no. um yeah it is it, it's uh, kind of complicated yeah. i don't know complicated is the right word but you know reading the defensive side is a little bit trickier like offensively it's it, it looks pretty much set your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback are there your top two running backs are there. Your tight ends are there. And you know that Daniel Parker's going to factor into some, you know, heavy, you know, heavy set like kind of formations. Um, wide receiver, you're pretty much set. Offensive line. There's a mystery defensively still on how it's gonna pan out, but this looks pretty clear to me offensively of who your guys are gonna be game one, at least as starters. Not and not a whole lot of yeah. surprises, by the way. Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you what's interesting though, man. Wide receiver, I think there's going to be all of these guys listed. There's let's see, there's three at wide receiver, six at wide receiver, and then there's there's ten guys, ten wide receivers listed total on here on the two wide receivers and then the slot spots. I think all of those guys are going to play. Yep. Now, obviously, um, like Mims, Farouk. Uh, you know, though Theo Weiss, those guys are going to get the heavy share of the snaps, but I think everyone's going to get really good looks, multiple looks, and and be guys that are, you know, asked to contribute early and often, like right out of the gate. I'm not talking about um, third quarter whenever uh, Bevel comes in. I'm talking about second series or even first series if it's a eight ten play drive. Yeah, all ten of those guys will play. I think um, you at least have two tight ends that are going to play, at least three, probably four running backs that are going to play this weekend. I would think Gray, Major, Walker, and Javante Barnes might all get a care if Javante Barnes is, is good to go Saturday. Is, is he all, right. all clear and ready? I don't know. Now, um, the last time I was up there and I was talking to DeMarco Murray. He loves Tawi uh, Walker. Really likes him a Good lot. In the spring game, yeah, five so, nine two seventeen. I mean, that's like your little. You know, we always thought Marcus Major is the f- fourth quarter type of back, and maybe he is, but Tawi Walker might have something to say about that as well. Kind of got that build. I, I believe that 
this depth chart is exactly what you're going to see because this is this is exactly what what I Demarco told me the last time I was up there. Eric Gray's the guy. Marcus Majors, your number two, and then Tolly Walker and Javante Barnes are probably going to you know be back and forth for the for the number three spot. You know, Javante Barnes working through. Uh, I think he had a little little nagging injury deal through the through training camp. Nothing serious, but you know he. And we've talked about this. A lot of these guys, these freshmen, like Javante Barnes, you know, may not get a whole lot of carries in game one, but you know that second half of the third quarter and fourth quarter, if he has some really productive runs, well, guess what? Week two, he might get a little bit more. Right, and then week three, you're you're against a power five non-conference opponent in a big time football game. If he gets a couple of opportunities and is productive there and can be trusted, you just keep chipping away, earning more and more trust from your from your coaching staff. And if you're productive, you start to find your way on the field. And I think there's going to be plenty of guys that do that. I think Barnes can be one. I think um, Jaden Gibson and. Nick Anderson are a couple of guys where, where that's true. And, you know, perhaps even defensively, there could be some opportunities for some guys. Real quick before we hit a break, like, and I heard it again on College Game Day on Saturday. It's, well, OU lost all this production. They were gutted by the transfer portal. Yeah, 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 whatever. And when you normally say those two things, you would think that the team coming back normally would be pretty young. And they definitely are, like, at, at some spots, I guess. But, like, listen to the starting offense here. Quarterback, redshirt junior. Starting running back, senior. Starting tight end, senior. Starting wide receiver, redshirt junior. On the offensive line, they go junior, redshirt junior, junior, senior, senior. And at the other two wide receiver spots, they go junior and sophomore. I don't know if the perception yeah. around the country is that OU is a young football team this year. But if you look at the starters and really the two deep guys of all the spots, I mean, there's some freshmen that are there, but not a whole, not not as much as I think people believe around the country. Offensively, offensively, there is one underclassman on the entire starting list, and that's Farouk. Everyone else is junior and senior, and defensively, I mean, you've got a handful of guys, Downs. Um, Stutzman and Bowman. Bowman, I think, are the only guys that are considered underclassmen, and they're all true sophomores that played quite a bit last year. Um, all right, let's hit a quick timeout. Hey, when we come back, I think we've maybe taken for granted a little bit that everyone has seen the depth chart. Like, maybe we should actually read through it so everyone kind of knows who's starting at what uh, position and, and, uh, get to the text line as well all right quick time out hanging out fsbo homes today up in edmond fsbohomes.com you can check them out online uh, or give them a call 405-594-7911 they're going to help you list your home they're going to help you market it get the pictures perfect get the perfect price with the upfront appraisal uh, so you get the pricing perfect and then the transaction is smooth on the back end they've got the attorneys to walk you through the transaction piece on the back you got to remember Everyone finds their homes online these days. You can go the agent route if you want, or you can save a lot of money by going with FSBO Homes. Again, check them out online, fsbohomes.com.
We are the Homeless Sooner fans. It is The Rush live on The Ref. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. This hour brought to you by Cavens Construction, who's always Teddy listed as the starter on the depth chart because they can do it all. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and a whole lot more. CavensConstruction.com or you can give them a call 405-573-3048. That's 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight. All right. Um, for those of you that didn't see it, yes, we'll run down this thing as quickly as possible. Uh, I'll let you give a very short and please keep it short. No going on uh. for two and a half minutes about every single position. Quarterback Gabriel is your starter. Davis Bevel is Which your I'm backup. really looking forward to uh, Dylan Gabriel. See what he's got to offer. Everyone expecting a big year from him. Which uh, he has actually, Tyler – had some time previously in this Jeff Levy system. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. <laughs> Running back, Eric Gray's your starter. Marcus Majors, your backup. I like that one-two punch. Hey, here's the here's the thing though. And I I think he looks solid. I haven't seen a whole lot of him, obviously, but he looks bigger, uh, more physically impressive. But this is a big year for for Eric Gray now. Uh, Last year, we we had these high expectations, and it didn't happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say necessarily that that was all on him. Uh, you know, we had offensive line issues. We had a true freshman at quarterback. You know, there was there was a lot going on last year. But this is a big year for him if if he wants to make some waves. Tight end, Braden Willis is your starter. Daniel Parker, transfer from Missouri, is your backup. Love both those guys. Love our two deep at tight end. Wide receivers, your th- starters are Theo Weiss, Marvin Mims, and Jaleel Farouk. I'll tell you what's crazy. Theo Weiss has had about as quiet of a spring and training camp as any wide receiver on the team. We talked a lot about Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. We talked about Mims and Farouk and heard about Gavin Freeman and all of these different guys. We never heard a whole lot about Theo Weiss, but there's your there's your six foot three, two hundred plus pound five star wide receiver out there poised to have a, a really good season. Starting O line, left tackle is Anton Harrison, left guard McCade Matoyer, uh center is Andrew Rame, right guard Chris Murray, right tackle Wanye Morris. Just like we thought. I expect to see Savion Bird in. And I expect to see perhaps the um, the Jakes at some point. Like, and I'm not talking about mop, mop-up duty. You know, I, I think they could in, throw Tyler Guyton in there as well. Uh, starting D-line, Reggie Grimes, the starter at D-end. Jordan Kelly or Jalen Redmond at D-tackle. Jeffrey Johnson or Isaiah Coe at nose tackle. Ethan Downs at defensive end. I like that. I like the rotation at defensive tackle. They have talked all kinds of good stuff about Jordan Kelly through spring ball, through training camp. He is their most consistent defensive tackle. Uh, obviously, Jalen Redmond has the highest ceiling. I, mean, I like what you get out of Jeff Johnson and Isaiah Coe. I think I think both of those guys are going to be uh, going to be really good. David Huebu, starter at Mike. 
Danny Stutzman, starter at Will. Deshaun White, starter at Cheetah. Expect to see Justin Harrington there as well. Ooh. Now, I think we got a, a long way to go at inside backer. And, you know, they may have a rough start to the season. But I think I think as they play more games and continue to get coached up relentlessly, they're gonna they're gonna settle into this defense. But how does uh six four two fifty and six four two forty look at inside backer? Um, it looks different than what it's looked like recently. I'll I'll start off with that. It looks a lot better, but it's gonna look a whole lot different. I don't think you're gonna be getting pushed around anymore. And you know, it seemed like for so long that you weren't getting, like, knockback tackles. Like, linebackers were making tackles, but not without the running back or the ball carrier getting an extra half yard or another full yard up the field. How about some more knockback tackles this time around, huh? Yep. That was a complaint of mine. It has been for, for quite some time. Now, that's what I loved about Osamoa. When he pulled the trigger, uh, he had a that great dude had some knock, last year. Yeah, he did. knockback tackles. Um yeah, I just whenever you look at the front seven compared compared to years past, our two defensive ends are over like Reggie Grimes that says six four two seventy, he's two eighty. Uh, Ethan Downs that says six four two sixty, he's over two seventy. So both our defensive ends are six four two seventy plus, which is gigantic compared to what we're used to having, and across the defensive line. We're big, we're strong, and at, at the inside backer spot, as far as I know, that's as big as we've been at the two inside backer spots as far as I, as long as I've ever been watching or playing OU football. Yeah, uh, uh, safety, Billy Bowman and Key Lawrence. Well, Key Lawrence or Justin Broyles, I should stay, say that. Uh, your two corners, Woody Washington, it looks like Jaden Davis won that second corner spot. Yeah. Now, I am interested in corner to see how much playing time some of those guys get because we heard Venables throughout training camp say what they're going to play eight corners. Know what he said? Um, They've got them listed. They got got seven. Was it like six? Whatever. It was a lot. The number was like, okay. okay. I think he said eight. Now, I don't expect them to play eight corners in a game. Uh, Like maybe if you're beating a team like UTEP by just absolutely like North. Oh, like North Texas did? Beating a. Beating that yeah. team like you would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm saying, like, when you get into the meat and potatoes of your schedule, you'll probably have it trimmed down to where you're playing a handful of guys. All right. Let's quickly get to a couple texts before we hit a break here. Peyton says, I'm a little bit worried about Uwebu at 250. That's what he was at last year, and he slimmed down winter and summer and then is back up to 250. Does this mean it's a better no. 250? Because at times it seemed like he was playing a little slow. I should – I, I just read off of here. He's he is not two fifty anymore. I think he's lost I think he's down around the, the two forty range. He's moving way better. Uh so who did we lose to the transfer portal that is better than what we have? Plus all the players we lost to the pros were normal attrition, right? I've said yeah. it before, like I'm not convinced at all that if Mario Williams comes back that he's listed as one of the starters today. I mean, he would have had a chance for sure, but that was not a lock it in slam dunk type of pick. He would have been well, fighting be for Theo Wees for that spot or somewhere else. Well, he'd probably been fighting Marvin Mims. Yeah, like, in he's the a, slot. He's yeah. a slot. Yeah. He's not an outside guy. Uh, R2, um, 
outside guys were well over six foot, and, and he he was a smaller dude, five ten or so. Um, uh, he was he's a really good player, but and this isn't a slight to him, but we won't be talking about oh my gosh if we only had Mario Williams this year. You know what I'm saying? Not like, that's once. Just, not once. It's not going to happen. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I, a- I would say like one guy that. Like Stogner, I think losing him at tight end, even I love our two tight ends, but he was a little bit different. He offered something a little bit different. He was taller and maybe a little bit more of a receiving type of tight end, but I, I don't – he's not better than what we have. I just think that he would add really well to what we have. All right, got to hit a break real quick. I'm in witness protection thanks to Teddy's pick. Can you tell him I don't blame him? Uh, is the ref hiring part-time? I bet my mortgage on Teddy's lock of the year. Thanks. Ah, dang it. Ah, that's tough. I blame your banker for letting you do it, you know? That's that's uh, that's not good practice there by the banker. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out FSBO Homes. Check them out, fsbohomes.com. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensConstruction.com to see all of the services that they provide. I said this to lead off Locked In today. Don't let the excitement of game week distract you from the fact that OU has a top four recruiting class right now, and they're right on the heels of both Notre Dame and Texas. Oh, what an exciting Friday that was, getting two big-time four-star commits. Ah, gotta love it. Yeah, uh, really is up to the 22 commit number, two five stars, 13 four stars, seven three stars, um, impressive stuff. And a lot of and those three stars will be elevated to four stars soon. Do you think so? Yes. Probably right. Yes, Probably right. So. And, you know, the, you have to imagine that's probably going to be the case for some of the other um, like some of Texas's players or, or Notre Dame, whoever's still close to them. But, um, man, they, they still have some really big names out there that they've got, uh, according to the experts, a really good chance or lead on some of those guys. So, Arch Manning should think? be uh, downgraded down to a three-star after his 6-12 for – 81 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Now, that wasn't full four quarters. I think that was in like a half, but like 6-12? Man, number one overall player should be a little bit better than 6-12. Small school, high school, Louisiana. Tough, yep. Unfortunately, that's the microscope that he's going to be under uh, forever now. All right, hour number two of the rush coming up next. Hanging out at FSBO Homes today. We'll be back.